Hello everyone, this is Alvin again. Welcome to the Life Pack Podcast. And we are excited to be hosting you tonight. Uh, well, I want to firstly thank you all for taking your time to listen. We have had a long journey with so many episodes, with so much information, with so much to share concerning so many things that, well, that pertain to life, that pertain to godliness, that pertain to genuine enjoyment of life as we all know and as we all want to live it. Well, on a genuine basis, we want to thank you all for tuning in, for being ardent, ardent followers of what we are doing. And for them that are not, that we've probably never heard of uh, the Lifebag podcast, and this could be your first time, and you probably do not know so much about us. I, my name is Alvin, and here at Lifebag, we are here to encourage life, to motivate you, to help you keep going, to inspire daily life, that every single day of your life, you have something to keep you going. And regardless of where it is, there is not enough encouragement for you to say, this is what I've had, and this is enough. Life keeps going and the ups and downs always keep coming and you'll need something for every moment and every turn of your life so what we do here at life back me and all my people that i work with and uh, everybody that helps put together the material that we share the books that we share the book reviews and the co-host and me this host and everybody else I want to thank you all that everything we're trying to do here is for the edification of the body of Christ and the world at large, obviously. And I'm not giving this as a as a, as as a point of information. No, this is a call for them that do not know Christ as well. That at the end of the day, we learn to strike the perfect balance of life. It's all about God. It's all about you as well. But then also, most importantly, it's about God in you, the life of God in you and what he has prepared for you to walk in and for you to excel at exactly what he has said you ought to do. So, as, as we continue in the book we've been sharing on, I mean, Ian, uh, we've been doing a lot of episodes concerning the book Ikigai. And as I said in the beginning, we are here to encourage ourselves and to help us get to the next level of our lives. And there is one principal thing that the Bible says in the book of Proverbs, wisdom is the principal thing. Now wisdom, as we know that that, that little proverb, wisdom is the mother of all invention. Wisdom does not discriminate black or white, male or female, child or old. Wisdom will find whoever will receive and will come her. So wisdom is everywhere. The Bible says she stands in the marketplaces and she raises her hands. And she's literally everywhere because wisdom is a character of a woman. That's how wisdom acts. She just loves attention. So if she will come to you and you denounce her or you reject her, ignore her, well, wisdom will shift to the next person who is willing to welcome now, when we come to the New Testament, Christ becomes our wisdom. So when you receive Christ, you have received the wisdom which is of God. And that wisdom is higher than any form of wisdom. Now, it's easy for someone to say this because we've probably not exploited all of it. But it's, it's necessary that we receive wisdom from all sides of the world. Now, we are delving into the wisdom of the Japanese people. A small village called Okinawa. And there's a lot of things that we can learn from how they're in position 
to embrace longevity of their own lives. We have reports and reports upon reports that these people have registered the highest number of oldest people coming from Okinawa. On average, probably in, in a group of 50 people, you can't fail, fail to find someone who is a hundred and something years old and they are healthy. I mean, it's enough to be old and really, really old and really, 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 really old but you are in poor shape, you can't see, you can't eat, you can't walk, you can't do so many things. Recently I was watching a video of an old man, a really old man, and he was on a racing track and he was running. And this guy is still, he's old, but no, his character is still there. Just like Jay Miller says that when you go to the funeral of an individual, when we leave the funeral grounds, what stays with us is the character of that person. It's what leaves, it's, it's actually the character of the person you just buried that outlives it. So you're fighting to stay alive for no reason. You're supposed to be harvesting and cultivating a life and character of strength. That is what is going to get you remembered. A character of life, a character of refreshment, a character of peace, a character of kindness, a character of charity, which is love, a character of energy that people love to be around. That is what people remember and it outlives you. We still remember Mother Teresa today because of what she did, her heart towards humanity. We still remember Paul the Apostle, we still remember David, we still remember the patriarchs and the various matriarchs of history up to date because of what they did. Their character outlived them. It's not just in the acts that they did, but it was the spirit by which they did these things. And that word character, by the way, in the Bible, when you read the character, there's a scripture that, 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 that I think it's in the book of Hebrews that says, in the character, in the spirit of your mind. And that word spirit there is interpreted to mean the character, the behavior, the consciousness of your mind, or the attitude of your mind. I think I should put it better when I say attitude. The character or the spirit of your mind is what outlives you when you leave this earth in the flesh. So, there are people whose characters, whose spirits have outlived them today, up to date, they are still living because it's they, they, they worked their entire lives to cultivate this life that even when they're out of the flesh, those characters or that spirit or that mind, that consciousness of who and what they are and what they stand for outlives them. And that's how revolutions have been made. You know, you kill one person and then the same spirit jumps into another person and you find the governments that have, that have had tyrants in the past have struggled to put out a sudden fire of, out of certain individuals because it's, it's something beyond just their actions. It's in their character to do certain things. So when we're talking about the wisdom of God, it is the character of God. So wisdom, it's foolish for you to say, oh, I only read books of this and that and that. I mean, it doesn't mean you shouldn't be sober-minded to differentiate between the forbidden wisdom and the wisdom which is of the world and the wisdom which is of God. Forbidden wisdom is not to be tampered with. The wisdom of the world is general wisdom, and then the wisdom of God is from above. The Bible says in the book of James, I believe chapter 7, the wisdom of God is firstly pure, and then it is true, and then it is gentle, it is kind of easy, and it is all these things. So when I talk about the books of Ikigai, we borrow from the wisdom of the 
people, the citizens of Okinawa. And it's easy. I mean, if you want to run 100 miles, you need to ask someone who has run 100 miles before. I mean, how long does it take you to get to this destination? Maybe that person has been on the pathway before and they can give you tips and help. I mean, it, it, it's sheer foolishness for you to ignore the fact there's someone who is going ahead of you in this journey called life. This is exactly how Einstein put it, that we eventually, at the end of the day, we realize that it is not the destination that matters, that excellence, therefore, is the character. Excellence is what we do every day. It is the things we do every day. Excellence is not when you finally achieve that thing at the end of the day and, and say, oh yes, I've reached my wealth peak, I've reached my knowledge peak, and this is as far as I can go. No, it's in what you do every day. Excellence is in the perfection of the journey. It's not in the destination. So many people are waiting until they get to the that until they hit their target or their goal and then they say oh i've arrived we never arrive excellent people never arrive they are always on the journey until the candle goes out and even when the candle goes out it only goes out in the flesh and then their spirits and their characters and their consciousnesses remain alive and they outlive them i also believe strongly this is how reincarnation takes place Reincarnation does not take place only be, only out of um, it, it's not in the car, it's not in fleshly exchanges, and it's not accidental. It is always by purpose. Someone positions themselves years and years and generations and generations before, and they speak into generations to come by reason of projecting their spirits and their characters and their consciousnesses. And by wisdom, they know how to preserve that character. It's either they seek someone in their lineage, in their families who can carry a character, and they pass it on to them. Now I'm speaking of wisdom that we have probably not really ex exposed ourselves to, but I've, 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 I've been exposed to, to some things that could pertain to a certain form of, of wisdom which is hidden obviously from the world it's not wisdom is not like it's like gold you know you're not going to just find gold laying around there's a reason why it's not around the most precious things need to be sold out because in the seeking is where you discover the preciousness of that very thing so it's good to appreciate wisdom now ikigai the purpose Finding your God-given purpose, finding your purpose and right to life. We don't need to all have wealth to find accomplishment for life. It's very small of a thing for you to think that when you finally make a billion dollars and your worth is Bill Gates. I mean, Bill Gates is not the wealthiest man by mistake. He knows why he's the wealthiest man. Elon Musk is not at the top of his game. Then Elon Musk is another deal. This guy is up to something, especially when he bought or when he acquired Twitter. I mean, there's a lot of fire going around. Oh, Elon Musk is this guy. But he is this kind of guy. I, I, I'm fascinated about how passionate he is about the things he's doing. And he's so active on Twitter. He tweets about everything that he feels. And, and I feel we're about to see one of the biggest revolutionary applications we have ever seen before. And obviously, we are used to we because people are not really 
they're accustomed to change. They are fearful of what this man is about to do. And they're fearful of how many people have been laid off. But he has set a trend. Again, a few days later, weeks or maybe, just a few days later anyway, ago on my side, I read an article, Meta, which is probably the parent force of Facebook, or I don't know which is the parent of which one. But Meta, which is actually the parent of Facebook, WhatsApp, is planning on laying off 11,000 employees. Now, this is after something they have seen Twitter doing, and probably they came to the realization that we have a lot of staff who are, I don't know, I don't know exactly why, because someone might be listening and they are prayer ready to this, and we feel for you. But more than that, there are things that happen at a certain level in life that not many people are able to realize. Maybe Elon discovered something, and people who are close to Elon usually see or understand that he always sees things that normal people will not see. And by pattern, they're probably following Zuckerberg or I don't know I don't know who else is coming up but there is always something that comes up and I pray by God and his grace that he provides opportunity and I believe there is opportunity for people who have been laid off to find better chances of survival even better than where they were some are going to realize that oh I was actually being held back while working for Twitter maybe I was too comfortable where I was and this is an opportunity for me to see and get better in life or for me to actually focus up there are people I'm pretty sure the people who have been laid off and they have now discovered an opportunity for them to do the thing they've always loved the most that could be you listening to me right now and now is the opportunity for you to actually go out there and do something do that which has always been in your heart Today, this year, our theme is live at the edge, you know, how to live life at the edge, because that's exactly where every radical result is. I mean, we always want to play it safe. I want to play in the safe zone. How safe can I do this? How are people going to see me if I do this? How is it going to look if I do this? I mean, am I going to remain popular? Am I going to remain in good terms with everyone? I mean, you're after pleasing everyone. You want everybody to, to see you as kind and humble. And well, that's nice. But then, as we try to please everyone, we are offending God in principle. Our conviction is saying I need to get acceptance of my family, my friends, my peers, my gang, my whatever. But then you are offending God in principle by not doing what he has instructed you to do in your heart. Sometimes that's as simple as instruction can go. Instruction is not always directional. Instruction can also be education. God, the Bible says that he will instruct us in the way of wisdom. You know, the wisdom to instruct. There is a wisdom to, to instruct you in which direction to take, and there is a wisdom, the wisdom to instruct you in the ways in the way you should go. Which is sometimes God can instruct you to do something, and you act on that very thing. Yet He was actually in the, He was actually the mind of God was to teach you in the doing, not to simply tell you go east. But 
many times people only focus on what he has said i should god said i should take this direction and it's good to know but then i think the best thing is as we've been discussing the perfect balance of these things it's 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 even more imperative and more important for us to strike the perfect balance to know and to discern when god is saying this is wisdom for you to do this is wisdom for you to learn otherwise we are always going to be people who do things that we cannot explain yet it is always god's intention to teach us because that's what he says that i've given you a spirit to teach you he will teach you all things and take you into the paths of truth and he will speak only truth that is i believe first john chapter 2 verse 27 he will teach you his primary purpose is to teach you all things that which you've had and that which you've not yet even had but then that means that even in giving you direction he is teaching so many are so attuned and alert to the doing and not attentive in the teaching anyway when we're talking about ikigai these are the things that he has imprinted on the fabric of your heart in your character you have a burning desire to travel the world and it's not just to see nature or what but you just feel connected to life when you experience it it's not just about road trips and staying on the road for so many hours and seeing animals you, you don't just see animals on a normal basis you connect to animals you connect to plants you connect to nature and you don't understand exactly why but you find yourself you never have that time for it and honestly the truth is we always don't make time for these things it's not like there's no time but we don't make time i like the western people for this one reason they make time for vacation they 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 value rest to that degree but here in africa we shall work every single day because we want to be rich court but because we don't even know why we want to be rich we want to be rich probably because we want to we're tired of begging brothers sisters uncles aunties everyone governments we're tired of begging so we want to be self-sufficient and that breeds pride but at the end of the day if we were to do exactly what is in our heart even the most it is sad because even the children of this world which are not born again or they don't know christ they have come to understand how they know this wisdom they know the way of wisdom in this they know better to follow what is in their heart than to just go around knocking walls they know better to select the thing that they want to do with all their heart at an earlier stage well of course there's advantage to that because some of them have the opportunity to do these things i mean their nations and governments are developed enough to make way for them to develop those talents or those things you know which may not be here but eventually this is not subject to governments governments are not there to give you jobs you know they're there to create environments for you to create a life enough and a, a life that is sufficient for you to raise your own generation and your own life and make a living worthwhile not to depend on the government for any government that desires dependency on itself from its citizens is not really serving so when we're talking about the book of ikigai the chinese people have this perfect we were actually talking about about it more in in detail chapter four where we're talking about flow how to go with the flow and how to get yourself into a state of 
flow. They like to call it flow, especially those those of you who are exposed to meditation and all that stuff and stuff. Uh, when we talk about flow, we, we I mean, there's a book by a guy whose name is so hard. I'm sorry, I can't say the name. But his name is so hard, though. But he wrote this beautiful book called Flow. You should read it. And he talks about how how to literally go with the flow. I should say it that way. I mean, if, if, if a stream of water is going downstream and you're just flowing along, you feel every wave. You can feel every every ounce of of breath and water and liquid and whatever it is. You feel everything as you go. And in that state of flow, it's believed that you can accomplish so much. In this chapter, I think it was Osho. I don't know if it crossed into chapter five, but uh, uh, former president of uh, Apple, Steve Jobs, visited Okinawa. Was it Okinawa? No, no some village in Japan and he had heard of this man who was making nice fabric porcelain products, probably cups and uh, Japanese are well known to have attention to detail because of flow and it is so eager, it is so severe that there is actually another story of a man who used to make movies and this guy was an artist, he was so given into his drawing, if there is anything that he would want to reset himself by, he would use drawing. And it was so eager for him that every single time he was interrupted, he was known as a very emotional, okay, not really emotional, but he was very reactant when he was disturbed in his state of flow. When you tampered, tampered with his time of flow, when he's drawing, he's too concentrated. It doesn't matter what it is that is going on in the world. This is his escape room. This is his, es- his escape plan. This is what he does to reset his life, is to draw. And this other man that Steve Jobs came to, 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 to see. I mean, he was fascinated by how much detail this man put in just making cups. And these special cups were made with special material that he harvested from the mountains and stuff. And he says, I do this myself because this is... I told you in the very beginning of this book that Japanese don't retire. They don't. I mean, of course, unless you've been doing a specific job and stuff, or even that is not an excuse enough. Retirement is an option, but they have the lowest retirement rates because they don't really retire. They just step aside. But even when they step aside, they continue to do. That's why many of them are given into rice planting. They do these things. They go into their artwork. They give themselves to things that give them flow. If many of us today, even as I speak right now, there's someone listening and you have not had peace for a very long time, you can trace back and you can't even remember. But one day at some point you remember, you used to be peaceful. You used to have a state of mind where you were just calm and life was just flowing. You were doing everything and you don't understand how, but you can feel the trees. You can feel the breeze in the air. You can look in the stars and you feel you're connected to everything in life simply because you are attentive in the moment. That's what creates flow. Now, very many of us who are listening right now have not had this experience and it is definitely news, but it is possible it happens. That's how the Bible says, and the peace that passes 
all understanding shall garrison your mind. When you do what? This is Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. When you keep your mind on things that are pure, they are true, they are virtue. I mean, you need to take the decision and focus yourself on the things that must progress you and not optionally. But you take the decision to focus your mind on the results that you want. I, I, I won't say you you are I want I don't believe many of you are not so conversant with the law of attraction. I'm sure you've heard of it in one way or another. And and you, you recognize the fact that the world is run on laws, the law of the universe. And to some they call it the perfect law of love. But then they call it the law of attraction to a degree. But the law of attraction directly is proportional. To the law of manifestation you can only manifest that which you are as a man thinks in his in his heart so is he not in his mind alone but in his heart just like like, like the scripture says so for you to get the results that you ex- that you want or need in life it's not a mistake these things shouldn't find you when you are wondering okay yeah you give it opportunity but that's not just how you're supposed to go god has put you in charge of this world he says i've given you dominion over the fish and the sea and the birds and the air and the fowl of the of of, of the air and the animals the beasts of the land i have given you dominion that dominion did not it changed after the fall of man but then it was reinstated after jesus gave us authority again so you are of no excuse when the bible says in hebrews 11 3 by faith we understand romans 3 23 i think says that faith it actually brings out the perfect law of faith the law the principle of faith the law of faith you cannot talk about the law of attraction and not talk about faith and it, it, it's amazing when, when I was doing some reading about the law of attraction, they were quoting the Bible. And Christians do not know how to manifest results because they are ignorant of the way of life. The way of life is in the law and the way of wisdom. So, if you want to manifest that successful life, that happy life, First of all, you need to be committed to it. You need to have everything you have and commit to seeing it. I just love how the scripture says it. Well, obviously, we will walk by faith and not by sight. And now Andrew Womack brings in an interesting concept and he says that there's a picture of his soul of an eye that it's, it's not when you see it that it actually appears with your eyes. It's when you see and com- and when you conceived it in your in your heart he calls the imagination our spiritual womb when you can see with your spiritual womb clearly you don't need to see it with your eyes eventually it's, it's a matter of time this is where patience makes sense now you can patiently wait because you have you see it every moment you close your eyes you see that bright future you see your amazing family you see your amazing career you see your amazing life you see everything falling in line you see peace you see joy you see tranquility you see fulfillment but the question is as we also said in the beginning not many people are committed to the journey many of them are committed to the end result 
and they forget that the end result is not ahead it's even now the future is now i was listening to someone once and they said the best time to stop is not now it was yesterday and that is perfect for you to come to the realization that you don't only envision that successful life as in one that is miles ahead in the future but it is now the future is now how committed are you to the very image and vision of your own life as we speak are you waiting for it to happen in the next 10 years are you waiting you see when you see it this way it it it, it gives space and room for your vision to grow yeah because if you're waiting to grow by a hand by by 100% in the next 3 years and if you took what we're discussing here as real truth and what happened what was supposed to happen in the next 3 years happens in 3 months when you see 100% in 3 months you be, you realize now 100% is too small and you begin to build to 150 to 100 80 to 200 to 300 to 500 percent and you are registering results that are over and beyond and actually overflowing because you are living life from within and because you have learned to live life from within you begin to understand the environment that you function in the most this is something really challenging because not many of us are willing to pay the price they're not willing If, if if you knew how crucial this was you'd realize that many of you are working or many of us are working in the wrong environments we are working at the wrong jobs they're not wrong because they're bad people or anything like that no no they're probably even the best on the on the face of the earth but you you don't experience flow a minute is longer than an hour <laughs> you feel like every minute that passes oh my goodness when is this day coming to an end and you just feel like life is going so slow because you are rarely in the moment you're rarely in the moment i mean it's beautiful when we set aside schedules and we say this is what we're going to do in this time and i'm going to do this many of you love multitasking and i mean which employer doesn't like a multitasker but that's only fiction nobody will give you 100% results on every activity they multitask on except it's by the grace of god <laughs> but it is it's so it's it is possible but then why do you have to multitask when you actually have the option of going item by item live in the moment if you say i'm going to do this for 3 hours do it for 3 hours and invest your entire mind give yourself allow yourself to enter that state of flow and where you are feeling everything you're doing is actually working i mean for me what gets me in the state of flow is either swimming or playing piano I mean that and even playing piano itself I require I know when I'm in a perfect state of flow I feel every piece every note I'm playing is actually resounding beyond just the sound that I'm able to recognize with my ears I can feel it resounding in my entire body I can feel every body cell registering every note that I'm playing and I I I I have come to the realization that every time I'm in that state of flow and luckily I'm recording I record one of the most sophisticated pieces I can play and they're not on book but they are a combination 
of a state of flow where you feel every knot is introducing you to a wave of movement and you jump onto another note and onto another note and then another chord and you find you are lost and by the time you're through then you have to face life again and then you have to do all these things in your schedule and then you know it's interrupted but as i said it's important for us to pay attention to every detail. I mean, it makes us beautiful human beings. What if we, you could, we could actually have conversations where we don't have to touch our phones? We don't have to respond to those emails. We don't have to respond to every phone call. And you just sit aside away from your phone and you're having quiet time or this personal time with this person or you have a meeting with an individual and you have a deep conversation because you are actually invested in the moment that is radical but then that is that that's those are the it's in those things by the way if you added everything you did in that state of flow those are the things that actually make you feel like life is moving <laughs> do you ever for one moment in your life feel like life is not moving like you, you feel you're stagnant in one place it's probably because you don't pay attention to the small things that you are supposed to be paying attention to. And sometimes we feel we are too busy, too occupied, and we don't rest. The Bible says, stand still and know that I am God. But some people just never stop. They're always going, and they'll always go until they can't anymore. And sometimes many people come to a standstill quite early and some come to a standstill when it's already too late. But it's important for you to just stand still. Be away from your phone. Excuse me. Be away from the busyness of life. And if it's really hard for you to do, you need to do it on a daily or maybe once in a week or start it. 30 minutes or an hour and increase and just be quiet. Allow your mind to feel every moment. Allow your mind to simply pay attention to the breeze, pay attention to the plants, pay attention to the birds in the sky. Stand for a moment and look around you and appreciate. At the end of the day, you'll find yourself giving praise to God that, man, God, I, I, how did I never realize how beautiful this, the clouds look before it rains? I mean, nobody ever pays attention to that because they're always trying to run and hide from the rain. But if you literally give it time, you would actually see beauty in between rain and sunshine when the sun is actually hiding from the rain and all you can see this very ripe nimbus cloud and it's ripe of rain and the sun is just hiding behind it and man i feel it 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 makes it speaks to me i don't know which language to respond with it to respond to it but i feel that that scenario just speaks to me a, a multitude of things like how you go to the sun to, to, to the beach and you're at the, the, the shore or an ocean shore and you are just looking at the sunset and all these things at the sunrise and you feel the streams of beams of light in your face and you know you you feel nature's trying to speak something to you I mean they call it being sun-kissed but that's just 
not something else. And you just feel nature speaking to you and you're feeling everything around you has a consciousness. And if you gave it time, you'd actually realize that these things are communicating. You'd recognize that the tree you've passed by 200 million times in your lifetime has always been trying to say something. I mean, it's not English, obviously, but if you give time to nature and just, if you really give it time to sit and focus in the moment, you'd realize how much you are being communicated to and you are not paying attention previously. So that's all I had for you today. And I feel like we have, we, we are still going on and on. And yes, we are. But uh, for now, I think I'll stop here because, yeah, I'll just stop here. But then also, as I finish, I just want to thank you guys. Where we are right now, it's a very crucial time and it's, it's, it's amazing. I, I, I want to believe anyway that it's in these moments that you get time to just pause life. How I wish and how I'm seeing a time coming in the future, not far, I mean the future is now, but for the sake of us to understand what I'm saying, a time is coming and you will be switching and tuning into the Life Pod podcast in the time of your pause of day, in the time of your life where you are actually trying to get away from everything and you're using Life Pod to reset your very life. And I am expecting for the time. For when it comes, you will know that this is how life is done. When every moment matters. This is when we get time to reset and to refocus and do our purpose of life. And fulfill it the way it ought to be. So with that being said, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. I want to thank you for listening. It's amazing to have you guys actually give us your attention. We enjoy it. We love it. And we love that it's actually helping someone out there. You may not be the one for today, but as you give time to these things and share, sharing of these links is very important. You never know. I mean, there's a lot happening in the world and we all need each other. You never know your neighbor might need this. And be intentional about sharing the links. You might share it on status or to a friend's inbox or somewhere on Facebook or on Twitter or Instagram or wherever. We never know who we are in position to touch or reach. And when we do, we realize that we are a bunch of connected beings. And you'll be amazed how you are the missing link in someone's life. I'm glad we're in this journey together. Don't forget, you can always reach us if you have any additions, any omissions that you'd like to talk to us about. If you have any suggestions, if you want to, to let us know how this is impacting you, how we shall be excited to hear from you. Once again, I'm Alvin, and thank you for tuning in. Bye.